What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. We can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. Nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make products for them. We look to the future but embrace our past. We study. We analyze. We race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. Through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection, we learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
25. Molo here from Grunball. Kingsley turns that five sideways. Brian the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallon Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Bread, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Fly Racing Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Justified Cultures, Traction MXC Covers, and Moto Ice Wrap. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we have none other than the ostrich himself, goes by the name of Michael Sleater, the 111 in your program, number one in your hearts. Michael, how's it going? Good, good. Uh, well, I'm doing good. Been better after the weekend, a little crash, that 125 dream race. But uh, yeah, life is good. Just got to get recovered from that and, and on to the next. And that's the reason why I had to call, because uh, uh, partly out of concern for a good friend who did his best impression of an ostrich in the, uh, was it the final corner or was the corner uh, uh, was the corner after the finish line, where uh, uh, you uh, had a little bit of a get-off, but uh, it was in, in making a move for, uh, for the top spot in the race, which uh, would have been pretty spectacular. Actually, I had the lead. It's even more embarrassing. I, uh, I made the pass, to, pass for the lead. Um on Robbie Wageman with like a quarter lap to go and he gave me a bit of a run for a couple turns. I didn't know I thought he was gonna might maybe be there for the kill at the end, so I just kept motoing on like I was <clears throat> keep going through the pack and out of nowhere the front end just pushed and I hit a breaking bump and like you said, like I was literally a hundred feet from the finish line and I had no Robbie Wageman wasn't that close to me. I could have cruised it in but I I literally just blew it. <laughs> So yeah, well, you know that's I, I, it happens. I it's racing. Up. Yeah, I scraped myself up, ended up fourth, and more importantly, that was a freaking hell of a good time riding that race and his exhibition, yeah. obviously. But it was one hell of a good time. So let, let's talk about the the nuts and bolts of that race. Um, uh, basically, this is the brainchild of one uh, Joey Lancaster. They've ran it for I believe four years now as like totally a one off event. Last year was kind of a trial run in Washougal where they had the one time, and then now it's a three round triple crown where uh, they actually have a a motorcycle up for grabs. Probably not one that you would particularly be interested in. Uh, maybe a green version of it or an orange version of it rather. But uh, um, it's it's pretty cool, and I, I find that it's it's an awesome little kind of support to the uh, the race. It's just kind of almost value added, like when you uh, when you go get yourself a case of beer and it happens to have a ball cap on it. Yeah, I, honestly, I I am fortunate enough, like you said, to, to you know mentioned to work for KTM. Um, so I'm on like little bikes a lot. I get to ride the 125s and the 144s and even the 252 strokes. So. I'm pretty like fresh on them, like I ride them a lot. And so when this, I heard about this race last year, I couldn't make it there, and I wasn't that like informed about it. And you know who Joey and Megan were and what they're doing. Um, that's be me, be naive and just 
should know. And when I heard that it was happening like a three-round exhibition series, I was like, dude, I'm going to do everything in my power to race these races. Um, uh, and Bonanza Plumbing uh, guy near us helped me out with some travel, and I just charged went, charged up there and, uh, you know, did an answer ride day also on Sunday. So, yeah, when I had an opportunity to race a national caliber track in front of, like, all the industry and a lot of spectators, it's a no-brainer, I think. Absolutely. And, like, uh, that's one of the things that I talked to James Hansen about, a guy who actually ended up uh, about 30 positions behind uh, where you ended up in that race. Uh, you have tons of people super interested to just put their knobbies in the soil uh, for uh, the same day as a national. And uh, what a treat for, for guys like yourself, who obviously uh, did, did a fair number of these races yourself as a professional. Uh, also, uh, a lot of Supercross mains uh, mixed in there as well. But, uh, um, like what's changed mostly uh as far as far as the race day prep and uh, just getting out there on race day because honestly that's that's why I still race uh in general is that on on weekends where I I can't just go to the practice track it's never prepped the same as it does on race day race day prep is unlike anything else and I can only imagine a national is uh is next level as well yeah and it, it, to add to that like the, the prep's rad like smell like that morning like dirt like it's just a national has a certain like an outer national has a certain like smell and vibe and like i love them i've always been so crappy at hang down but i love the track i'm like it's not i couldn't say a bad thing about it because it's just hard like it doesn't have a lot of flow um and, and when i say it's hard i mean it's just difficult i'm not a bad track it's just like good riders really shine the hang down um and that's why you're seeing huge swings and lap times um but the little bike, I've always been a better little bike guy. Like I ride a 250, I ride a 350 better than a 450, and I probably ride a 250 better than I ride a 350. But um, I just like little bikes. So to ride the track, it was sweet. But all the jumps, people don't realize, like, there are 250, 450 jumps now. And these 250Fs had more power than, like, 252 strokes back in the day. So, like, yeah. to step down after the elevator and then the elevator shaft or whatever, they drop, I think they call that. I was one of, I think I was the only guy jumping down the hill on 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 it, and like I because I've done it before. Like most of these guys haven't ridden the, that track before, and I raced it um, two years ago, and um, just for fun and at the national, and I kind of knew how fast I could go off the jump. Like I kind of remember the speed, so I went for it. That really helped me. But the jumps are different sizes. The ruts are deeper than they were in the 125. Because I raced the 125 at Hangtown back in 2000, 2001. So okay. that was like, I've actually been on the 125 on that track and 125 tracks and like 250F tracks, different, different deal. So it was again, that another level of like toughness to that race because you're riding a super gnarly prepped and rutted track from a big bike versus like two small two strokes. Well, one of the things that I kind of had thought of is something that I honestly run into on a regular basis riding locally is that uh, not only are these uh, uh, some super deep ruts, but they're ruts that are formed by four strokes and uh, 450s, I might add as well, because a lot of those lines are set in by the four, the 450s. So, um, like, was that one of the, the another hurdle that you guys had to get over is the fact that the the, the lines out there, although them were, were super gnarly and tough to get through on top of that, they're not basically shaped the way uh the, the bike kind of likes to be ridden yeah that's absolutely right i mean that that is the challenge of hangtown though in itself 
like in, hinked down at a lot of these like forty five degree turns and like they kink like they look like a ninety but they really don't like form up like one so you can't really outside in the turn. Um right. so so yeah like um when you're just following these like kink really kinked ruts because like the point you shoot guys in the four fifties it's a bit gnarly like the bike wants to stand up on you and stuff but then again like I'm I'm fortunate like I'm used to it because I'm testing those bikes at the public tracks which is predominantly four strokes so at least I kind of under like you know I I'm you almost learn to you almost forget what two stroke lines are really I mean because you don't get to make them that often no, absolutely. I think that's uh, like uh, only maybe on the the two stroke national where uh, I believe you were pretty successful there as well, uh, where you might find lines that are literally uh, nothing but two strokes forming those. But uh, uh, speaking of uh, two stroke nationals, uh, FMF is putting on a a two fifty race uh, as a kind of a support class to uh, the national. I believe this weekend will you be partaking uh, in an extra uh, one hundred and twenty five cc's and uh, a little extra horsepower. Oh man, I'm like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna try. Like my knee right now is a little more worked than I'd like it to be. Um, I'm gonna try to ride tomorrow. I gotta do some testing, and it's like, work's calling. Like I can't just say no, Fly so I gotta get out there and try to ride. Fingers crossed, I get through that day tomorrow. And, um, but I have a bike built, ready to go. So yeah, I'm, I'm signed up. I just got fingers crossed. My knee and ankle are gonna be good enough. I was on crutches yesterday. Complete your I'm walking better today. With fly racing, uh, hopefully, MIPS I, I wish I could just take the whole week off. But, the you know, I can't. I gotta go on the bike tomorrow. If I can ride, are available at flyracing.com. Justified Cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you. Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the live what you love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Commons, Matty Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffay, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who don Justified Culture's clothing. Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day, so we created Justified Cultures. Navigate JustifiedCultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at JustifiedCultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well... You better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat ball. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show.
Hey guys, this is Cade Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed too. Hey, Big MX fans, Brad Gabbard, your host here, and we've got a great opportunity tonight to hook you guys up with some special prizes. If you are able to go to the Hangtown National this weekend and don't yet have tickets, we've got a pair of tickets for you. If you can answer these trivia questions and email me, bradgebhart88 at gmail.com. That's my personal email address. Two questions are, how much do you have to spend to get free shipping with Vertex Pistons? You can go on their website and find that out that out immediately. And also, if you go to pivotworks.com, I need you to tell me at what year their company started uh, doing what they do, bearing kits and stuff like that. So that's how much do you have to spend at vertexpistons.com and what year did Pivotworks start doing what they do? First two emails to Brad Gebhart, 88 at gmail.com, are going to win the tickets. You have to be able to attend the event. Please email me, bradgebhart88 at gmail.com. Hope you guys win. Hey, everyone. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly. Then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, talon and kite aluminum hubs, galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, if they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. Hey, Big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying it. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. TractionMX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it. These guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one-of-a-kind. The reason why they're one-of-a-kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick the everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American, and uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you could have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to TractionMX.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. Going viral with Viral Brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market, from supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viral Brand is working hard 
to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses, clear lenses, 10-pack of tear-offs, and goggle bag for only $59.99. Viral Brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the viral brand. Hey guys, Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. Two strokes, check. Four strokes, check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road racers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX2 Bill's Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel works, and the brand new cone look is the right system for the job. When it comes to four-strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Leninovich, Sean Collier, Vicky Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to Bill'sPipes.com today and never settle. Fair enough. Well, um, the bike is prepped. It's there if you can get there, but I uh, would love to see you out there. Uh, to, to rip that thing, uh, pretty cool event. I have, I, I love this. I, I, people, it's no, it's no, no uh, secret. I'm a two-stroke guy. Uh, obviously, I uh, still love the four-stroke racing, but uh, like just the, the extra wrinkle that uh, the that is putting this in there. And then on top of that, FMF being a huge supporter of this, and as well as yourself uh, hooking you up with that, uh, I think it's the 2.1 uh, system on uh, the bike you were riding this weekend. Uh, how how sweet is it to have a fresh fresh one of those on the uh, on the plumbing? Uh, is it uh, bon, bonsai? No, it's a bonanza. Bona- bonanza plumbing yeah. KTM. Yeah, man. Like Donnie and I have literally on a professional level grown up together since we were like eighteen. I turned pro. He started working for his dad. He got out of school. Like I was a supercross. So like. Um, knowing that has been like we work together so much so like professionally we've been growing together like and became great friends through work so fmf is like a huge you know um it's like a family to me really like the whole brand so to i have to do all their testing on their ktm stuff and you know have influence and product and you know we got some cool cool stuff coming out to check out soon with the flying machine factory um, we did a series on the day for the two stroke world championships that were at Glen Helen a month ago. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. My new Bonanza Plumbing KTM USA uh FMF bike will be just ready this weekend. It's waiting silently for for me, but uh yeah, it should be fun. 
Absolutely. No, I, I can't personally get enough of it. That's why uh, this week, two different podcasts uh, dedicated to, uh, to covering this, this 125 Dream Race and then having you on, who's just an absolute, uh, like just, you're just a, a, a uh, motocross dictionary when it comes to uh, to knowledge and then setting up these bikes and stuff like that. Um, speaking specifically of the KTM, uh, those who uh, are now enjoying the uh, that super plush awesomeness that is the brand new Air Fork, uh, for those who may still have the uh, the four CS fork and gripe about it to all of their friends, uh, how do you uh, how do you end their woes and uh, and shut them up a little bit? Because honestly, I know for a fact that I have a 2016 250 two-stroke with that 4CS fork on it, got into the hands of somebody who knew what to do with it, and that is a very, very serviceable fork. Yeah, it has a, you know, a bit of a different character, right? So um, it might get – the biggest complaint you're going to get is like mid-stroke harshness and maybe a little bit of deflection. And to kind of – to the people that say it's no good, whatever, I actually agree with them because it's not. It ha- that's the character most forks have before your friend's going to go away or you're going to crash. So this fork would give you the illusion that you shouldn't be there, but it handled it fine. It's more of a feeling in your hands. So it's really hard to talk a rider that's been used to a certain performing fork into a fork that's like behaving different and, and you expect a different result, right? Um, but that actually did give you a different results. Very safe fork. You know, I raced on it. Lots of guys have raced on it. But I think the problem with that fork was is for the aftermarket companies and the riders that bought them and wanted to mess with them, they get lost because we spent so much time. We knew there we hit the ceiling on technology on that fork, I feel. So that fork served out its purpose at the time. But, like, we worked on it so hard and so tediously that people like uh, other aftermarket companies, they weren't even up to speed with that fork even at 1% because there's nothing else like it. So when, right. they'd start revalu- when they started revalving your forks, they weren't even understanding the system and how it works. You're probably making your fork worse getting someone to do it because they didn't have the time and knowledge yet that KTM had. You know, it wasn't a bladder fork. It wasn't a spring fork. It wasn't an air fork. It was something. So... When you went, and you basically, you know, the race techs, the pro circuits, the factory connections of the world, those guys are very smart, all of them. But when they're not as up to speed as we are on something, they have a learning curve. So those guys that got their stuff done by the people during the learning curve, like, was actually worse than stock. And that that's a bummer because, that you know, it takes a while for them to get the feedback and redo that guy's suspension until they get it right, you know? So that, that's Absolutely. my Absolutely, the... Yeah, the the dark art of uh, of, of suspension is uh, is lost on a lot of people, and especially with a, a fork like this, where uh, there's a lot of people who just frankly don't know what to make of it, other than they feel like they don't feel 100% confident in that front wheel. And uh, if you don't feel comfortable putting the bike where you need to put it, you're, you're going to feel a little bit lost out there, and uh, that's a, an uneasy feeling for uh, us, us weekend warriors who are uh, um, less than talented at the best of times, I'll just say that. Yeah, you know, but, you know, fortunately for the brand and for the KTM group, you know, the, the new WP Air Fork is abs- performing absolutely phenomenal. Um, the bike I raced this weekend was a complete production motorcycle. Um, like, not, it was, I never even set the sag straight up. I just got it from Casey Davis from Transworld. And, uh, you know, I let him, they let me borrow their bike and 
that's how the good they perform. You can ride them at the highest level on a national caliber track, you know? Yeah, absolutely, exactly. Like, honestly, like riding that tr- that bike out in front of guys like Josh Hansen, uh, Robbie himself, who's raced Supercrosses within this last year, um, tons of guys that, like Austin Politelli, all guys that uh, uh, are are still, like, active professionals, and uh, you were able to take that motorcycle to, uh, to the front of it. Um, as far as, like... Your performance there, obviously, you had the you had the the crash. That's a, that's unfortunate. It's too bad, but it happens. Uh, were you happy with the, how you were riding? And uh, were you at all surprised that these young kids couldn't match the speed of, uh, let's just say, a guy who's been around a few times or two? Man, I actually, yeah, I'm blown away. Like I came from, I'm looking at a photo on Razor X right now. I'm like, dude, like twentieth around the first turn. And four laps, I mean, and, you know, waiting in second. And um, I went to the front relatively pretty easy. Um, yeah. Uh, I didn't get challenged by anyone, really. And um, so I was a bit surprised. But then again, I rode really well at the two Super World Championships against like Ryan Surratt and Zach Bell. I, I, I think I'm riding as good as I ever have. I, I'm not so going to get faster, but I might be riding my best that I've ever ridden now. I wouldn't say maybe my peak was 2011, 2010, but I think right now I'm riding just as good then. Do you find that uh, you find yourself working on some of the the things that you maybe don't uh, absolutely excel at, especially when you're trying to pick apart a motorcycle, you want your con- your technique to be uh, consistent. Does that kind of uh, translate into just overall better sensation on the motorcycle, more uh, um, more cognitive of your own sense of mastery? Yeah, I mean, I do enjoy coaching. I coach kids when they have some spare time, which isn't much. So when I look at them, I I can be um i can i can talk it out loud and you know practice what i preach and then i go and i try to apply it myself but i I am a student of the sport too i really really enjoy watching like i mean guys like hansen and um you know like eli tomac and roxon and yet dunge you can look at all those guys and find a different style but you can learn something from it and how to do it you know um i feel like i'm very like square box like typical if you're to show someone how to ride that's how i would ride and sometimes i wish i had a little bit more outside the box but it keeps you safe for the most part the way i ride Absolutely. So we'll, we'll close with uh, your involvement with the uh, with the brand and the company that is KTM USA. You're a, you're a, a contributor to uh, how how KTM builds motorcycles globally, and that is something that uh, very few people can say. Um, how has your role grown, and uh, where do you kind of see that going from here? Because uh, being an integral role of a company that has made leaps and bounds forward in the last ten years has to be a nice feather in your cap. Uh, I can't say enough about that brand. I've been fortunate to test for them since 2004. So um, they've given me every opportunity that I, you know, it's a very mutual relationship. What I've done for them is is all in the hands of what they provide me to do um, and continue to support my racing at a capacity and and um, put me on great equipment. Um, the brand is just moving forward, and um, I hope to be able to be there and, and continue to provide my feedback, but there's just such a big group of guys globally that are part of this, and 
Yeah, I'm one little, little piece of the puzzle, but it is a great company that if you're a motorcycle enthusiast, you know, as a whole now, KTM, um, Husqvarna, WP, that, that, the KTM group is really just a bunch of enthusiasts that really want to make better stuff than anyone else. So it's not a, definitely not a bad place to, uh, to work. Absolutely. I couldn't not agree more, my friend. Uh, Michael Sleater, always a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. Uh, thank you so much for giving us some time before you've got company coming over this evening. We wish you all the best as far as your health and uh, the, the the injuries you sustained from this last Saturday. I hope to see you on the line this weekend in Glen Helen. Uh, and if not, uh, heal up quick, my friend. Um, as always, I really appreciate the time. Uh, before I let you go, anything that you'd like to plug personally or uh, send people over to or uh, basically just uh, give you a moment to uh, for some final words? Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Always a pleasure having me on. And um, kind of started a new little thing about a month and a half, two months ago. Get a lot of questions from, you know, uh, peers and whatnot, just and fellow riders, how to uh, set their bike up, what I'm riding, how, what I did, what I didn't do. What track? So a lot of moto questions, even questions about my kids and their riding. So both mountain bike and moto. So I um put together a website blog. It's called mytworeallife.com. So um all uh, all letters, just mytworeallife.com. You can check that out. It's kind of a more uh, a larger version of what I did at my, the events and things I've done. Awesome, man. We'll definitely uh, set a, a link to that within the, the description in the in the podcast here. As always, thank you so much for coming on the show, my friend. If you're not already talking to following the Sleet Dog on Instagram, go do so. He's a great follow as well as on Instagram. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show, my friend. Do not hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. Right on.